The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. God is saying to you and I, retune. Retune. To tune is to put into proper pitch. If you are tuning an instrument, you are putting the instrument into proper pitch. To tune is also to adjust to a desired frequency. If you are tuning a radio, you are adjusting to a desired frequency. So, to retune, therefore, means to put into proper pitch again. It used to be in proper pitch. It has lost proper pitch. You are putting it in proper pitch again. To retune means to readjust into a desired frequency. To readjust into a desired frequency. And because life throws stuff at us that detunes us, many times we start out life tuned. For instance, we started out this year, for instance, tuned. From a prophetic standpoint, take for instance, you, you, you got the word of God, bloom, you tuned in. But as the month went by, stuff are thrown at you, challenges, pressure, life just happens, and you get detuned. And like an instrument that is detuned, you are sounding off. You are sounding off. We detuned out of tune with God. We get detuned with our maker. You are off with God. God is saying to you today, re Tune. For many of us, we are out of tune in our relationships. We are detuned. God is saying to you, retuned. There are husbands here, you are detuned to your wife. You are out of tune. You are sounding off. You are not on the right frequency. God is saying, retune. Tune. There are wives here, they are out of tune with their husbands. They are just flatmates, but they are out of tune. Heaven is saying to you this morning, retune. There are parents that are out of tune with their children. God is saying the same thing, retune. There are people that are out of tune with their destiny. Their destiny, they should be in this direction, but they are currently out of tune. Heaven will retune you in Jesus' name. Sometimes, some people's lives are out of tune with their destiny, not because of any fault of theirs. Sometimes they, they just are, well, ushered into this world, detuned. Some people are detuned by their names. From birth, the names they were given 
detune them from their destinies. For instance, Abraham, the father of faith, he was born, he wasn't Abraham, he was born and given Abraham. That name, Abraham, detuned him from his destiny because the name meant exalted father. Meanwhile, his destiny meant father of nations. So God had to retune him and give him another name. So that Abraham can become Abraham. Sarai, the same thing. She was detuned. God had to retune her from Sarai to Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Jacob also was detuned from birth. He was called a crook. Imagine giving a child name. He said, what's the name of this child? He says, it's a crook. How do I bring it home again? He said, what's the name of this child? It's 419. That was what Jacob's name literally meant, supplanter. He was out of tune with his destiny from birth. And God had to retune. Genesis 32 verse 28. Genesis 32 28. The word of God says, And he said, Your name shall be called no more Jacob, because, but what? Israel. Why? For you are a prince. For as a prince, you have power with God and with men and has prevailed. So, Israel means prince of God. Jacob means crook. 419. Are they the same destinies? No. But by no fault of ease, his destiny was out of tune with what God had in mind. And back in the day, you know, pianos get out of tune. And you need what they call a tuning fork. They're going to put up a picture of of a tuning fork. You need a tuning fork to Bring it back to tune. So this is a tuning fork. This tuning fork is on 440 hertz, the frequency. And that gives you the key called A, concert A. So when you strike this tuning fork, it gives you that pitch. And the piano repairer can now tune the piano until that pitch is achieved. The keyboards that come these days never really get out of tune, shouldn't get out of tune. But we still have other instruments like this guitar. This guitar can get out of tune. You know why? Because um, it's a stringed instrument and by reason of use or, or someone toying with it, it can get out of tune. So it has to be re- Tuned, and the same with our lives. Sometimes we have to be retuned. And this morning, we need to take a look at the f- some few things that puts us out of tune. It's not exhaustive, but these five, I believe, God wants us to pay attention to. The first of which is anger. Everyone say anger. Anger is one of the things that put you out of tunes. Very fast. 
very, very fast. Anger puts you out of tune from God very quickly. Very quickly. If you insist that you will live an angry life, you will discover that you are moving away from your destiny in God. Anyone that has that works with the Holy Spirit and operates in the supernatural will understand what I'm saying. Anger can take you out of tune with the Holy Spirit like that. You can be in tune with the Holy Spirit. You are flowing. Just one anger. It's not that the Holy Spirit has gone, but you are out of tune. Then you have to struggle to get back in tune. Praise the name of the Lord. There was a man called Elisha in 2 Kings 3, 10 to 16. You can read it when you get them. 2 Kings 3, 10 to 16. There, was, there, was, there were these kings, Jehoshaphat and the king of Israel. They found themselves in a mess. And Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, let's find Elisha, the word of God is with him. And they got to Elisha. Elisha was a man that was anointed of God. He was a solid prophet. And by the time Elisha came, because Elisha saw the king of Israel, he was so angry, he couldn't even look at the king of Israel. He said, I don't even want to see your face. Go and call the prophets of your fathers. And because he was so angry, he got detuned. He got out of tune with the Holy Spirit. And when Jehoshaphat pleaded and da-da-da, and Elisha then wanted to bring a word from the Lord, he discovered that I'm out of tune. So he said something, get me a minstrel. As the minstrel began to play, worship started, tuning started, and the word of God came. Thus says the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Worship is very powerful. Totally very powerful. However, I'm not saying that, oh, pastor is giving us a formula that when we get angry and get out of tune, we can always worship and get back into. So it is okay to just be getting angry like a vagabond. No. That's not what I'm saying. I'm showing you that it's possible to get tuned back However, sometimes <laughs> anger can damage some things and make them irreparable. Ask the man Moses. Moses was also a solid man of God. Moses got angry. God wrote the Ten Commandments. Moses got angry and broke the Ten Commandments. And God punished Moses. And God said to Moses, Joshua carried the Ten Commandments down from the mountain. Now, Moses, come up. Don't bring anybody with you. What was God saying? Come up and carry the stones by yourself. Which one is easier? Coming down the hill, mountain, carrying a stone or climbing up the mountain with the stone? Climbing up. So Moses had to carry the stone by himself. Read it in the Bible. So God was saying, be careful. Then God said to Moses, speak to the rock. The children of Israel needed water. Speak to the rock. What did Moses do? He struck the rock. He was vexed. He was angry. In his anger, he struck 
the rock. We will discover later in scripture that the Bible says that rock was Christ. So Moses was doing what? He was flogging who? Christ. And God said to him, you are not going to enter the promised land. It was Moses' destiny to enter the promised land. Anger kept him from entering his promised land. Anger will not keep you from entering your promised land. In the mighty name of Jesus. If I got to a point, God said to Moses, don't beg me again on this issue. Case closed. Case closed. Sometimes we need to view and weigh what we are angry about. Why are you so angry? Why do you allow yourself to, to be so short-fused? Why do you allow yourself? Someone says, oh, pastor, that's how we are in our family. When we get angry, ah, we break things. But it will change with you in the name of Jesus. Why must anger detune your destiny? It will not, in the mighty name of Jesus. Weigh what you want to get angry about. Yes, you are irritated. Yes, but question I ask myself is this. This thing you are angry about, will it matter in a hundred years' time? Think about it. What are you angry about today? What are you angry about? Will it matter in a hundred years' time? So I ask myself, you are angry because your wife is pressing the toothpaste from the middle. And you are irritated. Under this time, would that be important? So what should you do? Let it go. Say, ah, pastor, they will turn you to a fool. Fool for Christ. Sake. Bottom line is this. Many of us are getting angry and we are losing greater virtues over things that even in 10 minutes will not be relevant anymore. Some things in, 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 in 10 hours is gone, but you've spoiled things that are worth much more. Will it be important In 10 days. Praise the name of the Lord. The second thing that detunes us is hope deferred. When hope is deferred, the Bible says that it makes the heart sick. It detunes the heart. Proverbs 13, 12. When you are trusting God for, for something, you are trusting God for a job. I'm trusting God for a promotion. I'm trusting God for an increase. I'm trusting God for a child. I'm trusting God for whatever. If it lingers, it, it, it detunes you or it attempts to detune you. The third thing that attempts to detune us, and I mean, I'm, I'm looking at things that are, have been so effective in a lot of people's lives as, as the pastor. I mean, I mean, and even I struggle with sometimes myself. So the first one is what? Anger. The second one is what? Hope deferred. The third one is greed. 
greed. Greed is a major detuner. Greed is a major detuner. First, um, sorry, Proverbs 1, 19. Proverbs 1, 19. Such is the fate of all who are what? Greedy for money. It robs them of life. Greed robs you of life. It detunes your life. Greed. Greed. Greed, like anger, like hope deferred, is an express way for a detuned life. Ask the prophet Balaam. Do you know how Balaam was described in the Bible? Balaam the prophet. I think he was talking about himself. He's, imagine he was reading himself. He says, I Balaam. The one that sees a vision without closing his eyes. What a CV. He was so tuned and accurate and sharp. He doesn't need to close his eyes to pray. He just opens his eyes and he's seen into the supernatural. That was how sharp Balaam was. But because of greed, Balaam became blind. His donkey could see the angel that the prophet could not see because of greed. Greed blinds the eyes. Blinds the eyes. There are many things that God will want to do. But many times, you are not seeing it because of greed of what is before you. Something happened to, to, to my wife and I years ago. I'm going to call this story really short. Some of you know this story. The bottom line is, someone came to see us and gave us, I think, 900K cash. At that time, that was about 10 years ago. 900K was, well, more than it was now. <laughs> and as I took the cash into my room, the Holy Spirit said to me, Give him back his money. And you know, there are things to be done. <laughs> Some of you are very remember the story. So I called him. I said, Oh, God, come, 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 come. I think the following day, I can't remember. Or the same day, I can't remember. But I gave him back the money. Take. I was like, why? I said, just take and go. It's okay. I didn't tell him God said I should return it because we feel bad, you know, and all that. I just returned it. JJ. Greed would have made me keep the money. And today I would have been in serious trouble. I mean, back then. Six months down the line, some investigators came. Apparently, he stole the money and he told them he gave his pastor. So they came to meet the pastor. So, and the woman started talking, all oh, you people, church, you are doing this, just collect people's money, you don't care where they, and she just abused me. You know, you have to be calm as a pastor. So I took all the insults. When she was finished, I said they should call the guy. She called him. I said, you brought the money. He said, yes. I said, what did I do with the money? He said, I gave him back. You should have seen her face. She was ashamed. 
That was how God delivered me from reproach. It's good to clap now. But what about you? What has God said to you? Live alone. That greed will not allow. Greed is a very powerful. It blinds the sharpest prophets from hearing accurately. Greed. Ask Balaam. No, I've thought about Balaam. Ask Gehazi. Gehazi could have gotten quadruple of Elijah's anointing. Double of Elijah's anointing. What did he get? Leprosy. Why? Because of greed. You will not get leprosy. In the mighty name of Jesus. The best definition of greed I've, I've, I've come across is this. It says, greed is the assumption that everything that comes my way is for my consumption. That's understanding. It's perfect definition. Greed is the assumption that everything that comes my way is for my consumption. That's greed. Yes, this month you've gotten 13th month, 14th month, 15th month, 16th month, 17th month, everything month in December. Good. If you think it is for your consumption, you are greedy. Someone is looking at me, hey, so what is it for? <laughs> it isn't only for your consumption. No. In fact, a, a major question you need to answer is, is this. Why do you want to be wealthy? That's a question you need to answer. Why do you want to be wealthy? Listen, everyone in God's favorite house is going to be wealthy. And I'm not saying this out of, because I want to feel good. I'm saying this because it is a fact. We are praying for you. It's what God has said to us and it's going to happen in the mighty name of Jesus. Say amen, say amen. amen. But the question is, so what are you going to do with it? You're going to be wealthy. Then what? Are you going to be wealthy so that you can marry a second wife? I've seen people do it. A third wife. Are you going to be wealthy so that you can begin to behave like a rascal? Why do you want to be wealthy? You have to answer that question. And many times, until you answer that question, nothing happens. Why do you want to be wealthy? Think about all your income from January this year. January, February, March, April, May, June. From January to December, think of all your income. Calculate everything together. Add it up together. In January 2015, I'm praying that in one month, January 2015, God will give you everything you earned from January to December 2014. In the mighty name of Jesus. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? I mean, I don't know about you. I sh it unsettles me. Because I, I want to get God's mind. What are you going to do with it? I'm going to buy another car. I'm going to buy another house. Then I'm going to buy another dress. Then I'm going to buy a new shoe. And that bag that that sister will be using to oppress us, I'm going to buy myself one. Then I'm going to buy... If that is all, that's a sorry case. 
I was listening to someone and he was talking about how someone in his church um, gave them a million dollars for the work of the gospel. And, and he says he's trusting God that someone will give a check of five million dollars. And I said to myself, five million dollars is not even enough for what we want to do for Jesus in God's very house. It's not enough. Because I said I calculated, it's not even enough. I'm praying that one person in this church will be able to write up the debt of this nation. Now, I know some of you are sitting out there, you just don't believe me. You're like, oh yeah, pastor, come on. You will see it and you will be a part of it. (laughs) That's the difference between me and Elisha. (laughs) Greed is a major challenge that detains us. Another thing that detains us is anxiety. Number four, right? Anxiety. Anxiety. As the year comes to an end, a lot of people are anxious. Oh, by now, I thought by now we'll have a child. Oh, I thought by now, oh, I will be in my husband's house. Oh, I thought by now, I will have a beautiful choo-choo beside me as my wife. Oh, I thought, <laughs> I mean, it's not choo-choo. <laughs> oh, I thought by now, I will have had a triplet. Oh, I thought by now, we allow anxiety. I will have gotten that promotion to erode us. Meanwhile, God says in his word, Philippians 4, 6, be anxious for nothing. That's what he says. Be anxious for nothing. For nothing. For nothing. And you know why we get anxious? We get anxious when we take upon ourselves what God has set aside for himself. That's when we get anxious. When we take upon ourselves what God has set aside for himself. That's when we get anxious. Think about it. God says in his word, I have been young, now I am old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken. No, he said begging bread. And you are anxious whether your children's school fees are going to be taken care of. You are doing God's job. God says in his word, I will be a wall of fire around about you. And I will be the glory within you. And you are anxious about your protection. That's why a lot of people didn't go to the village this time. Have you noticed? They are afraid of the witches. Or why is it? The roads are bad. Okay. When you're anxious about that, you are saying to God, it is my responsibility to protect myself. You cannot protect yourself. When you're anxious about devourers, you are doing God's business. And you are not designed to do it. Why? Because he said, I will rebuke the devourers for what? For your sake. It's his job. It's his job. When you want to 
Somebody offends you and you want to revenge. You are stepping out of your own space into God's space. God says, don't revenge for vengeance is mine. It's God's responsibility to revenge, not yours. You are saying, oh, but pastor, this person, he did me evil. He repaid evil for good. Don't worry. I've also been repaid evil for good. But you know what I do? Nothing. Why? Because vengeance is God's. He has said, anyone that repays evil for good, evil will not depart from his house. I don't even need to pray it. That's the word of God. So, don't, when you step out of your own space, into God's space, anxiety creeps in. When you find out that you are beginning to get anxious about your business, about your children, about your spouse, about your health, about your... You need to catch yourself because you are beginning to play God. You need to step back and let God be God. Say to your neighbor, let God be God. The fifth thing that detunes us is actually life. We get out of tune by reason of use. Life happens. Life just happens. The year comes to an end. You set your course at the beginning. A lot of people have New Year resolutions. In fact, a lot of people now hate New Year resolutions. A lot of people say, there's, don't do New Year resolutions. I want to tell you, there's nothing wrong with New Year resolutions. Nothing. It's neither here nor there. Everything is wrong with cost correction. People don't pause and cost correct and realign and retune. And God is saying to you and I, retune. So, retune to what? How do we know the tuned frequency? How do we know that perfect pitch that we are looking for? Because if you are tuning a radio, if you don't know the station you are looking for, you can go past the station, right? And you are still looking for the station. So, what is the tuned state of a child of God? That desired frequency, the pitch perfect tune, is one word. The tuned state of a child of God is one word. And that word is joy. I will say joy. And this joy has two sisters. Peace and righteousness. They go together. So everything that life throws at you is to take you out of that place of joy in God. And this joy has nothing to do with what is happening outside and what is not happening outside. Joy is the joy that passes all understanding. You may be going through an, a horrific time, but you have joy. You may be going through a pleasant time, but you have joy. How do you know it's the right joy? It has two sisters. Peace and what? And righteousness. In fact, Romans 14, 17 puts it this way. Romans 14, 17. It says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat and drink. But righteousness, peace, and what? And joy in the Holy Ghost. That is the kingdom. So we must learn to consistently retune our lives to that pitch perfect tune of the kingdom. 
joy. To that desired frequency of the kingdom, joy. So, if you check your life and you are out of tune with joy, you need to retune. You need to retune. If you have joy, you would agree that a lot of things that are thrown at you today are thrown at you to displace your joy. And I'm praying that God will preserve your joy in the mighty name of Jesus. So how do we tune? We've seen some of the things that causes us to detune. We've seen that place of tuning, that desired frequency, that pitch perfect tone that we are looking for. So how do we retune? For those of us that have lost our tune, and how do we tune for those of us that have never been tuned? Three things. And we are done. Number one, gratitude. Gratitude. Find something to be grateful for. As this year is coming to an end, I want you to take some time out and just think. I know the enemy will put at you the things that has happened to you that you should be ungrateful for. See all these problems. Oh, you are struggling to pay the school fees. Oh, you struggled with that. Oh, see what happened here. Oh, see your tire had a your tire had, your tire had a flat car. No. Your car has a flat tire. Oh, see this happened. See that happened. You know, that is in all in an attempt to detune you. Instead, Think about what God has done. You have a roof over your head, I hope. At least you have clothes over your back. Nobody here is naked. And I'm not seeing visions. <laughs> Hallelujah. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he has done for me. Praise God. Your soul gets tuned when it's filled with gratitude. So gratitude helps us find our desired frequency and our proper pitch. Gratitude. That's the first thing. Number two, the first is gratitude. How do I tune to that perfect frequency of joy? Coupled with peace and righteousness. How do I tune? Number one, gratitude. Number two, solitude. As this year comes to an end, find a place of solitude where it will be only you and God. Just shut, just create some time to be alone with God. Today is the 28th. You have tomorrow. You have Tuesday. Find time. Even Jesus needed time to be alone with God to retune. Matthew 14, 23. Matthew 14, 23. The word of God says in Matthew 14, 23 that and when he, Jesus, has sent the multitude away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when the evening came, he was, what? Alone there. 
Jesus had time to be alone with God. You need time to be alone. God wants to talk to you. God wants to realign you. God wants to correct your course. God wants to set your 2015 in order. Jesus needed time alone to pray and to meditate, to reflect. Many times we don't learn because we don't reflect. We don't learn because we don't think or reflect. It is said of, um, uh, I read somewhere years ago about Bill Gates that when he was young, maybe a teenager, his mom was looking for him all over the house and finally found him in a closet all by himself. And the mom was alarmed. What are you doing here in the closet all by yourself? And he said to the mom, I'm thinking, don't you think? He didn't know it was rude, but if he were an African boy, <laughs> what would have happened? <laughs> Someone said, I can't remember who now, he said, we don't learn by experience. He says, we learn from experience by reflecting. And that's so true. If we learn by experience, everybody will be a genius. Everybody will be so smart. Because things are happening to you every day. You are not even paying attention. You are not even reflecting. This year has gone so fast. A whole lot of has happened. God is saying to you, solitude. You need time out. You need to step aside. You need to reflect. You need to and that leads us to the final point. The first is what? Gratitude. For me to tune to that state of joy, coupled with peace and righteousness, I need gratitude. The second is what? Is solitude. I need to be alone with God. Solitude. And the third dovetails from there, follows up from solitude, and that is listening. 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 You know why? Because tuning is a relative activity. Tuning is a what? It's a relative activity. We said the pianos are tuned with the tuning fork and every other instrument are tuned taking reference from the piano. Take this guitar, for instance. I'm not about to play it. I'm just about to tune it. I've not played one in over 10 years. Hey, Pastor, have you played a guitar before? Yeah, back in the days, when I was in a rock band. <laughs> this is not a plectrum, it's paper. It's, it's a makeshift stuff. Um, is this thing on? Hmm? Now, that's supposed to be C. Can you strike? How does that sound? Is it in tune? It's not in tune. A higher octave C. That in tune? How do you know it's not in tune? Are you a 
a guitarist? How, how do you know it's not in tune? Because it's not sounding like, okay, I've not gone past my radio station. That's it. Try it again. That's tune. So I can do. No, 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 Thank you, but don't go. The point is this. You are not a musician. But you could tell that that guitar was not in tune. You are not a musician, but you could also tell when it was in tune by doing just one thing, by listening, by just listening. There are many things that are happening in your life that you are not listening to. Many of us, God is talking to us, we are not listening. We are not listening. I'm praying that you will set out time and listen to what God is saying concerning 2015 in Jesus' name. God has a lot to say. You are not listening. Because you can only tune a guitar when you hear the proper pitch of the original note. So stop blaming and start listening. Many of us, we are not listening to our spouses. Their husbands, you are not listening to your wives. She's trying to talk to you. She's just talking to you three minutes. You're dozing. When you're not dozing, you are reading the newspaper. When you're not listening to the newspaper, you are watching. I don't want to mention the, the name of a club. You are watching soccer. When you're not watching soccer, you are pretending. But you're not listening. You can tune your life easily by just listening. By just listening. Their wives here, they're not listening to their husbands. The guy is, is telling you his heart. He's pointing out, in fact, there's a wife, the wife, the man poured out his heart to the woman. And this is the issue. The man said, is that why you are, that why you are angry? Is you angry over this moment? I better grow up, my friend. You are not listening. You are not listening. Their parents are not listening to their children. Their children are not listening to their parents. <laughs> Even the firmaments are speaking. The word of God says that the heavens, Psalm 19, declares the glory of the Lord and what? The firmament 
shows forth his handiwork. Day unto day does what? Uttered speech and night unto night shows wisdom. The NLT translation says that their sound is heard everywhere. Even though their sound is not heard, rather, everywhere, but their voice is heard everywhere. Even though the sound is not shouting, but it's speaking. For some of us, our cars are speaking. Your car has been trying to talk to you for the last three months. But you're not listening. Women are anointed for that, for not listening to cars. And the car will pack up. They say, I don't know what happened, though. You know. You knew three months ago the car was speaking. For some of us, our businesses are speaking to us. They are speaking. We need to listen. Let's burn our hearts as we burn our heads today. What are we listening to? What are we supposed to be listening to? Your life may be out of tune this morning. Some of, some of us, you need to get tuned to God. You are out of tune with God. You are out of tune with God. You are out of tune. Some of you, you've never been tuned to God. You're saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to be tuned to heaven. I want to be tuned to God. You used to be, have a relationship with God. You're backsliding. You've gone back. You're out of tune. You've never had a relationship with Jesus. You're saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to pray with you. Wherever you are seated, you don't need to come forward, but wherever you are seated, that is me, Pastor. Pray with me. I'm detuned. Put up your hand now over your head. Quickly. God bless you. Put up your hand. God bless you. Over there. Over there. Over there. People are putting up their two hands. Put up. Only one hand is required. It's okay. Put up your hand. God bless you over there. Over there. Over there at the back. God bless you. But I'm, I've gone far from God. I'm out of tune. I'm out of tune. God bless you. Right there. Okay. Once you have, it's okay. You can keep the hands up. Just cry to God. Jesus, have mercy upon me. That is me. Put up that hand over your head. 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 Once you have the card, you can put down your hand and cry to God. Cry to God. Oh Lord, have mercy upon me. Have mercy upon me. Have mercy upon me. I'm about to pray with you now. That is me. Put up that hand. I'm out of tune. I've wandered away. I want to come back. I've never been tuned. I've never had a relationship with Jesus. If you are online, the instructions are scrolling. Instructions are scrolling. Shepherd of my soul. I want to talk to God. Even as this song goes on, give you full control. I am here for you, Jesus. I listen to your voice. Talk to him. Talk to him.
God, I want to pray for you now. Father, I pray for everyone that is surrendering to you. You've seen our heart desires to be in tune with you. Lord, we ask that you cleanse everyone of every barrier, every sin, every defilement in the mighty name of Jesus. Help these lives to be in perfect tune with you, my Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Honor and glory we give unto you. Now, I want to pray with you. You are saved. You know you are saved. But as the service, service was going on, it occurred to you that the issue may be that you have been detuned from birth. It may be a name situation. It may not be a name situation. But the, what you are struggling with is, is an issue of being detuned from birth. You didn't even have a say. While seated, I want you to put your two hands to God. Only you. And I'll pray with you from here. God bless you. Keep the hands up. That is me. Pastor, pray with me. I've been detuned from birth. It appears that I have been detuned from birth. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we pray for everyone whose hands are lifted up to you, Lord. We thank you for your word. Lord, you said to us to speak this word and you will tune their lives. Lord, we have spoken your word. Let the lives and, that are lifted up to you now, the hands that are lifted up to you, be tuned back to the right destinies in the name of Jesus. Father, you are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the beginning and the end. You are the one that knows the foundations of our lives. Your word says if the foundations is be faulty, what can the righteous do? But we know that the God of the righteous can go to the foundation and correct it. Lord, the foundations of these lives, these hands that are lifted up to you, let the foundations be corrected. Let there be a cost correction, O God of heaven, in the mighty name of Jesus. Honor and glory be given to you, Lord. Honor and glory be given to you. In Jesus' unfailing name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord.